Welcome to Answers News for September 20th. Uh, I am Bodie Hodge. I got Tim Chafee and Dr. Hi. Gabriella Haynes here with us. And uh, we're going to be your panel today. And uh, we got a lot of wonderful news. We got a lot of weird news. We got a lot of strange news. <laughs> we have all sorts of news here today. September 20th. September 20th. Wow, it went fast. I know. So is, this, is today the last day of summer or tomorrow? I mean, it's. No. It's, Officially, it's I mean, right it's around falls then. usually. We're ready for summer months. to start again. Oh uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, that's how that goes. But uh, yeah, where I'm from, I have summer the whole year. So yeah. Well, where I grew up, we had winter all year. No. <laughs> In Wisconsin, that's true. Well, well, we had like a week of summer. No, oh my goodness, how can you live there? <laughs> all right. Well, we're trying to get uh, people have all popped on here, and uh, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on YouTube. Uh, Answers TV. Yeah, I'm doing YouTube. So uh, there's uh, quite a few places, and we follow some of those comments people. live here. And uh, hopefully things pop up and work properly for us. You never know about technology these days. We're here from Denver. But uh, you know, one of the announcements we've got right off the bat here, we have a. Uh, VBS. Uh, and uh, this next VBS is uh, coming out. People are finding out about it. People are ordering it. Uh, let me show you a little video of Zoomerang. G'day, mate. Welcome to Zoomerang. As we zoom around Australia, we'll discover some amazing animals and sights. More importantly, like a boomerang, we are returning kids to what the Bible says about the value of life. We'll discover how precious each and every one of us is to God, from the tiniest to the oldest. Each person is made in the image of God, wonderfully designed to know Him and to live for Him. Out of His great love, God offers us salvation through His Son, Jesus. Kids will learn that life is valuable. Grab your sunnies, that's your sunglasses, and your mates, those are your friends, and get ready for a fair dinkum time at Zoomerang. All right, well, this is an exciting VBS, so uh, we've got the Australian theme. Of course, we have to do that once in a while, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, with uh, Ken Ham, the founder from Australia, uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, we also have Answers Bible Curriculum. This is our Sunday school curriculum. Uh, tell me, Tim, have you guys uh, ever been involved in this in your own churches, or have you guys been involved in this uh, behind the scenes at all, or... Uh, I haven't had a whole lot to do with it. You know, Roger Patterson's been doing a lot I with it. I know, he's done a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, there have been a few things that I've checked over, but yeah, for the most part, I stick to the attraction <laughs> to what we're doing at the Museum of the Art. I've been on a the videos and <laughs> yeah. stuff. I didn't know how much you guys so, might have been involved in it. But yep. uh, it, it really is. This is an amazing uh, Bible curriculum. Over 10,000 churches, as I understand, wow. are good. utilizing this. And so it is an incredible program. We now have a homeschool version of it as well. And uh, they're working on a Christian school uh, variant uh, as well. So this is uh, really exciting behind the scenes, uh, everything that's going on with Answers Bible Curriculum. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on, and uh, it's so good that a lot of those material has been uh, yeah. created. And You know what I think out. is funny is there's so many people who don't know the ministry real well, and so they think that Ken writes everything or does everything. <laughs> so if we write an article, if we, an article goes up, no matter who wrote it, it's like, great job, Ken. Or if, if they don't like it, they will blame Ken. And yeah. Oh, that's a good part. That's a good part. So it's yeah. like, that was Ken. That was Ken that did yeah, that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of people here from Canada, and there's your neighbor from Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, someone here. Yeah, from Wisconsin. And we've got somebody. Carrie, thank you for correcting us, uh, for correcting me. We have one more full day of summer. The 22nd is the first day of fall this year. So 22nd. Enjoy it. You got one more full day. Okay. Oh, okay. There it is. Yep. All right. Our first news item here. This is that uh, we, we sometimes do a fun article, something kind of interesting to get us going. And uh, this first one is about a penguin, a gigantic penguin. 
England. Tim, tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah, so this is in Waikato, which is the northern part of the Northern Island in New Zealand. And some school kids found this, what was it, back in 2006? Is this where Lord of the Rings was filmed? Some, uh, of, some of it was North Island, yeah, some kind of it was South area. Island. Yeah. yeah. This is where they play rugby, the best sport. And uh, <laughs> this is. <laughs> I know nothing about all those movies. <laughs> Oh, you shouldn't have said that. There's some people in the audience wanting oh, to listen no. to you anymore. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so these school kids were on a, a trip and, you know, yeah. doing fossil dig, and they found the remains of a large penguin, with, uh, so about five feet tall, yeah. or a little, little over five feet tall. And, so. and this wasn't just recently. This was all the way back in the year 2006, is that when these school children found this particular fossil. But now it's finally received its designation as its own species. Right. Yeah, when you're studying paleontology, that happens a lot in a lot of museums. You, found, you find some things and you mm -hmm. just leave in the museum, and then after some time, it's when you go there, revisit, and then start working on the fossil because it's so, it's so much that you have to do. I don't know here in the United States, but in Brazil, we have close to maybe 200 paleontologists only. So we don't have a lot of paleontologists to, to work on, on fossils, so that's why it takes a while um, mm -hmm. for things to be published. Uh, do you know much about paleontology? Is there <laughs> a little bit. In case you don't know, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. paleontologist. Only 12 years of school, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I love to see when stuff like this gets published because it gives us a good documentation of the fossil itself, its description. Mm -hmm. I love all that, but the problem is... Uh, so often we see storytelling intermixed with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what we see here. You know, they want to uh, assign this fossil, you know, millions and millions of years old. And, of course, you know, when we look at this stuff from a biblical viewpoint, there is no millions of years. God created everything in six days. He rested on the seventh. And, uh, you know, finding things like this is not a problem, uh, you know, from a biblical worldview. So you just have to be careful of the storytelling and uh, that's One thing that it's interesting it. because it says that those uh, fossils goes back to the age of dinosaurs, so you have at least around, I don't know, 70, 65, maybe 75 millions of years, and nothing changed with those penguins, right? Yeah. Strange. They're just big. Right. They're, yeah, they're just big. Um, and you know, nothing, Tim is big. There's nothing wrong yeah. with being big. <laughs> what, what's the problem with Tim, then? I, they put me on a chair that's way lower. Yes. So I know. We're sitting yes. up high. He's sitting and down low. And you need to be quiet, so we, but we're going to we put you lower. <laughs> yeah, because he's really, really tall. Right. Yeah, at least Avery, it's not here, right? That's With right. you, because oh, yeah. Avery, it's uh, yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, this uh, penguin, uh, I, I think they estimated it would have stood about 1.4 meters tall. Uh, so I mean, that's pretty good size. That, uh, that you know, it's got yeah. longer 1. legs. 4. So I mean, it could have potentially been a, a, a type of swimmer that yeah, could do things feet. other penguins can't do. Yeah, close uh, to five feet, right? Mm -hmm. 1.4 meter. Yeah. yeah, something like close that. Close to that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what my height is in meters. <laughs> I do, because I, I in Brazil do. we use meters. We I'm don't feet use feet. inches here. I do, so not very yeah. much. <laughs> not very much. So you can... Yeah, we, we use meters there. That's fine. I look up to you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to. Yeah, and all uh, the difference between in this penguin is just the difference in the kind, right? It's not yeah, it's anything yeah. different. It's just the variation within the kind, so there's, there's nothing. there's big penguins today, emperor penguin. Yeah. I don't think it's quite they're, that They're tall. nowhere near that, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, I mean, we see tall penguins, small penguins, mm -hmm. you know, whole, whole variation. Well, when I, when I was in Brazil, I was a small Brazilian. I came here, I got a little bit big Brazilian. So it happened yeah. to me, too. Guess what the penguins. So yeah. That can happen. <laughs> My guess is, though, this penguin was still bird-brained. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> All right, this next news item. This is actually close to home. This is a news item about answers in Genesis the Ark Encounter, and the Creation Museum. And uh, this was a recent news release. Uh, Ken Ham actually wrote this article up. 
uh, about uh, the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum are groaning. So what exactly does that mean? Well, in summertime, we're kind of bursting at the seams. We sure are, yeah. Especially here at the museum. And we've already had a, a lot of major renovations since the ARC opened because the attendance swelled so much that we had to widen the hallways. We had to get rid of some of the really sharp turns. Look at um, that. I, I see people out here nodding like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, kind if of you've been here, today. Yeah, yeah, if you were here before the ARC opened, now you've been here today, you can see a lot of differences. We've changed about one third of the exhibits. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've redone them. We have a different uh, sort of, uh, what do you say, demographic that's coming in. Yep. So a lot more people who are unchurched coming to the museum now because they're going right. to the Ark as well. Uh, so we have to change the way we present the material. We don't change the message, but right. the way that it's presented uh, we have to work on that right. as well. Right, so we have, to, we have to work through all sorts of things. Sometimes, you know, exhibits get worn out. Like, even this very room that we're in right now, this room is used for speaking. It's used for animal encounters. Teaching. It's used for uh, answers news. It's used for all sorts of things. And uh, you know, Even archery at one point, right? Yeah, they have the, they, like, they've the... done all sorts of stuff <laughs> in here. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're looking at upgrades for the Creation Museum as well as the Ark Encounter. Now, some of this is just stuff that needs to be done here. Uh, you know, it's more of a short, short term, you know, the next five to eight years or so. And then there's some long term, bigger uh, pieces to the project, to this vision. Uh, for example, in this particular room, they're wanting to rotate the room and uh, all the screens would be up on that side, get some of the latest uh, technology uh, to be able to utilize, uh, which is kind of exciting. That's what you're seeing right up here. But uh, there's a lot more, too. Even our petting zoo out here, which I remember when we first opened that petting zoo, we had people come through going, this was amazing. You know, what we did was quality. I mean, it was done very well. It, it, it even in, uh, impressed inspectors and people that came yeah. through. But everything ha that it's done here, it's not because I work here, but it's very well done. Mm -hmm. It's very well done. And I don't know if you all know Tim. He's one of the big brains here uh, <laughs> on um, behind the scenes of like writing contests and checking the information. He is he's really really good. So everything you read, uh, most of that it's it, of it goes through you, right, Tim? Yeah, I'm marking this on my calendar. <laughs> Doctor Gabrielle Haynes said I'm big brained. I like. Yes, you. I knew I liked you. <laughs> but yeah, what you're looking at here on the image, this is uh, where our petting zoo is. We're going to revamp that. We're going to add a lot to it. We're actually expanding it and you know, get, taking a lot more space there uh, to be able to do a lot more teaching. That way we can use these animals uh, you know, to teach and, and preach about the Word of God. Right, and there's more than just petting zoo. There's also like a conservatory. There's all sorts of things for the, right. the plants and everything else. So there's a lot going on outside of the museum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the Ark is also going to see quite right, a few we're gonna, changes. We're, we're going to see the Ark, uh, more, more on the museum here. Uh, for example, here at the Creation Museum, right now you pull into this big parking lot and uh, we, we have a welcome center. We're going to really expand that welcome center uh, right as you first come in. So that's one of the things on it. Uh, down at the Ark, we've actually got quite a bit, uh, too. Uh, you know, uh, um, I, how many people had been to uh, down? It was called the Holy Land Experience down in Florida. Yeah, there's a number of people. Probably a lot of people watching online have been down there. Well, that's closed. And uh, one of the, th the main exhibits that they had there was the model of uh, first century Jerusalem. And some of you might remember seeing that. We've actually got access to that, and we're going to house that uh, down at the Ark Encounter. So well, you know, we're, tell us a little more uh, about that. Yeah, we're actually going to use that kind of as a, a model, but we're actually <laughs> going to be re renovating and, and upgrading it mm -hmm. and making it uh, look the quality that a lot of our exhibits are. And so our, a lot of yeah. our guys are very excited about that. Uh, we'll get, we're going to do a lot of teaching with it as well, things about like oh, the history of, of Jerusalem, yeah, yeah. you know, the different places where Jesus was, or at least the different things that you read about in the New Testament about Jerusalem. So we're going to do quite a bit with that model. We're trying to figure out the best ways to present that. 
And uh, so we're looking that's forward to that. That's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah, it's real exciting. Yeah, it really and, is. You know, research trip to Jerusalem, I think I think it's probably called for. I'm just throwing that out there. So if people want to help <laughs> yeah, fund that. Yeah, and I think, for, I think you need a paleontologist to go and, and check things out. That's, that's probably right, a good idea, especially one that See? says I'm big-brained. I think right. we need that. So, so, yeah, we'll have the Jerusalem model, and this will show you. If you look up here, uh, you can see the uh, Ark Encounter uh, when you're looking at the screen to the far left, uh, kind of right there toward the middle. It's kind of gray. That's our answer center that we currently have. And, and you'll see the Jerusalem model up there, but you'll also see... Two other things in there that are colored. We've uh -huh. got a carousel. So yep. right now we've got designers working on that. There's, so something else to do for the kids to do, and this is uh, right by the playground. that's kind of down by uh, the playground. Yeah, right by the that. playground, yeah. yep. So there's going to be a large carousel, mm -hmm. and we're going to be even doing some teaching through that. And the other big area that is that's colored on that screen is Babel. So Power Babel. That is Power Babel. Babel. Uh, Baveil, oh. if we want to be technical. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to be, uh, our plan is to construct a tower that represents the Tower of Babel, and uh, sometimes people wonder, why would you do that? That was something they were doing that, that was in rebellion. Well, our plan is not to say, look at how great we are and <laughs> right. make That's a name for plan, ourselves. Yeah. Our plan is to help t teach people Through the that. true history of humanity, yeah. right. and that we all go back to Adam, and to counter all of this, mm -hmm. you know, some of the... what. Some people would call the racial tensions. We don't like the word term race because we're all one race. One race we're all, yeah. We all go back to Adam. Right. And so we're going to be countering that message the as well. The good thing about that project is you don't need to finish, right? That's right. So. <laughs> I have to finish my one. writing, but... It's going to be a good well, be a you don't have one. to finish your writing either. You can just trail it yeah. off into a different language or make it look like... <laughs> <laughs> I just saw me yeah. with that uh, nice tower. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody... And then all of a sudden all the language changed. <laughs> <laughs> You know, another thing that we're going to do, and this is here at the Creation Museum, in time to come, we're actually going to feature a children's museum, which is really exciting. Uh, so that's something uh, looming down on the horizon, and we're even going to build a separate building uh, with an auditorium, more offices, things like that. And we're going to utilize a lot of this space here where the museum is to be that And even in, in that museum. trip that I did to Colorado with Dr. Snelling, we were talking about uh, some things to be added in the creation uh, museum for uh, for kids because we want to explore some of the things of the dinosaurs and so it's going to be really nice um, yeah I'm, I'm very excited about it I am too the children's museum makes me a little nervous because I'm how do I I, I got to find somebody that can really write for that level <laughs> I oh I thought you were going to say you know all the exhibits are smaller you couldn't go play in them um, <laughs> that's true too I think my childhood is ruined by all those theme parks right that, you, you got to be under this height in order to go. All my friends went in, but no, I could never go. So, <laughs> discrimination. <laughs> but yeah, you can find out more about this. Hop on the website, answersingenesis.org, and there's a link to the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum are groaning. It uh, really is exciting to see some of this vision. We're just giving you a taste of all that. All right, another uh, really neat uh, piece of news oh, is... Before you get to that, I oh, yeah, just want to... Uh, Dr. Haynes, somebody said, as a best-selling fantasy author, I need to educate you about Lord of the Rings. I told you you were going to upset <laughs> oh. some people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. If my husband is watching this, I'm go he's going to give me a hard time at home because he loves, he wants me to watch this, and I all every time I'm always trying not to. Oh. <laughs> all right. So you got to set aside some time if, okay. if that's yeah, ever going like to be like a day. whole day. But uh, this next one here comes from Science News. Some wasp nests glow green under ultraviolet light. Uh, so you can see some there with the ultraviolet light. It just it almost glows like a flashlight, and uh, that's pretty fascinating. Now, this was uh, found in Vietnam uh, in some of the forests out there. They actually went out there trying to find some of the uh, bioluminescent uh, insects, and so they're shining these UV lights, and all of a sudden they see these things glowing, 
And I come to find out There's it was so the much that nest. we don't know and we don't understand, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's God's creation. It's just amazing uh, when they find something like this. And it's just show how God, how good God is to, to give to us this, all those presents that we can see in, cre- in his creation. Yeah, and there's other creatures that do this, that fluoresce or have bioluminescence. You know, some, there's certain fish or sea creatures that do it. The yeah. uh, Scorpions will do that. I remember seeing an exhibit at a museum where they had a, a scorpion in there, but it was all dark, and you couldn't find it because everything was black in there. But then they give you a little black light, you shine it in there, and pff, there it is. There it is. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So if I remember walking around out in the desert where there's all these scorpions, I should just take a set of... Uh, uh, Get a black light yeah, or something. Like a yeah. black light or something that yeah. allows me and to see these. Oh, there you. they are. Let's stay away yeah. from that one. Uh, so that, that would be kind of neat. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a fascinating piece of news right there. All right, this next one comes from Live Science. 99 million-year-old spider mummies reveal moms cared for their teeny spiderlings. All right, did that catch your attention? <laughs> All right, Dr. Haynes, tell us, uh, 99 million-year-old spiders, huh? Yeah, always they're always trying to put these millions of years in the in the story, um, and of course, it's not true. You can see the, one of the things that you can see it's 99 million years ago, and this thing is so well preserved that they can have all the information in this yeah. paper. The other thing is the it was very fast buried. That's why yeah, th- you have th- this happened quickly, right? This yeah, is, it has it, to be. Now, these are actually trapped in like an amber. Mm-hmm. Uh, what exactly is amber? Can you explain that to amber, our Amber, it just, um, it's like an oil from a tree that kind of... Like the sap and yeah, all that. Yeah, resin. something yep. like that. It's, it's a resin, yes. Um, from the tree that kind of trap not only spiders, but a lot of uh, insects, also like pieces of uh, mm-hmm. leaves, some things like that. And you can have all that information trapped. Uh, amber is really, really good, very well preserved. So it just, um, but to preserve amber, mm-hmm. because the amber preserved the insect or right. whatever it's there, but to preserve amber, it's also another thing. Because right, so it's a pro- two-step process, really. Yes, because if you have for millions of years, the whole earth changing with temperature and pressure and the things moving as mm-hmm. in their perspective, how could they preserve an amber? Mm-hmm. So that's... And, and most people are probably familiar with this idea of amber preserving things from... Uh, Jurassic Park. If you guys remember some of those old shows, um, yeah, I remember they would talk about Don't finding say those what, old shows. Those are old shows. Come on, huh? you and I were already <laughs> out of our freshman year in college. That, that when was that back came in the out. days when they had video cassettes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's old. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they 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 would uh, in that show they claimed that they'd have the these uh, mosquitoes. Yep, they had big dinosaurs, yep. right? And they got trapped in this amber, and so they go in there and they Get extract the DNA. dinosaur DNA. Dino right? but, DNA. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, that was the old days. Yeah, I haven't watched that movie too. So. <laughs> I had to do it for it, research. It's full but. of evolution, millions of years. And that's why like you that. say, Tim, that is just for research, right? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, what, that's how you got to say it. But yeah, so they, they find these spiders in this. Now, I, I would expect at the time of the flood, you know, all these trees get snapped, broken, and are, are being buried. Some of it's driftwood that gets buried later on. You're going to see a lot of different sap and things like that. It's going to trap a lot of these insects trying to hold on. So I expect to see stuff like this buried in the flood of Noah's day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, this, this, this actually makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. This is claimed to be found in, what, the Cretaceous rock? I, right. I would have, I'm all in favor of every spider being trapped in amber. <laughs> okay? That would have been perfectly fine with me. I mean, you can study them that way. I don't even want to look at the screen. I'm okay with a... spider, but if you can trap every, every mice, <laughs> that would be good. But spider, fine. 
So we have people scared of spiders, snakes, and mice. You know, that would be an interesting poll. <laughs> Which one scares you the most? Yeah, but, that is uh, correct. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. It, it is neat to see this sort of thing. I think it's a great find. Mm -hmm. um, what they were trying to point out, though, was you've got a mother spider that's sitting there trying to protect the younglings, trying to protect the little nests, um, you know, which goes to show, hey, spiders today do that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we see them trying to protect the nest. Uh, when I was young, uh, you know, I have a spider experience that, that really scared me out of my wits. Um, I was riding a bicycle down. I was maybe, I don't know, eight, nine years old, you know, bicycle age, right? I'm going down this hill, and uh, the spider ran out on the road right in front of me. It was a pretty good-sized spider, and there was, there was no missing it. I hit it with the front tire, just bang. But right before I hit it, it looked like it had this big blotch on its back. Well, I didn't realize until that tire hit that spider, Babies. it was a whole bunch of baby spiders that went <laughs> all over me. I mean, I had hundreds of them on me. I'm trying not to wreck the bike, take you know, because I'm going fast, right? <laughs> so I'm trying to stop. I get stopped, and I'm trying to get these things, and the spiders were everywhere, and they're little. I ran see? in. I'm, I'm, see? See? That's why. I, oh. Yeah, that was a, a I curse. I got to lit myself on the shower. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mom, get out of the way. I'm coming to the shower. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was a little worried, but yeah, so I mean, we see that sort of thing today, but it is, it is fascinating. All right, oh. let's go on. Uh, this comes from Christian Headlines. Uh, homeschooled students in America doubled during the pandemic study show. This is a massive number of kids. I don't know if you realize how many kids are now officially uh, homeschooling, but it has doubled from what it was just a year ago. And, mm -hmm. and this is not counting the kids who, who still go to public school but do it from home watching the right. teacher. This right. is not counting. They that. have this left is... the school system right. and are doing homeschool entirely on their own. Uh, prior to this year, it was 5.4% of American kids uh, were uh, homeschooled, and now it has jumped to 11.1%, which is a 5.6% increase. And, uh, you know, the fact is, our next-door neighbor, they decided to do that as well. And uh, they said, hey, you know, we get the opportunity to see what the kids are learning. We get mm -hmm. the chance to train them. I see. Um, they really enjoyed that. One of the, the moms here says that she, she wants to spend more time together with the kids, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I think that's a, it's a culture thing because in Brazil, kids come home around 11, 11.30 to stay with their family. And here they only go home around 3 or 4. Yeah, yeah 3 o'clock um, unless they have sports or other activities. Right, yeah. Five right. And, yeah. So I think it's kind of cool that she wants to spend more time together with the kids. Mm -hmm. and I think, though, thing. a lot of parents had the opportunity to see what the kids were being taught. And I think it shocked them. I think it surprised them right. uh, to see this. And it was very difficult for a lot of teachers to hide some of the stuff they were trying to teach the kids that they didn't want the parents to know about. There's right. been news items up and down, left and right for the past year about parents going, my kids were taught this. Why wasn't I told this? You know, they're very shocked. Right. You, and see, we, a lot, you see a lot out. of school board meetings where yeah, parents are have, very upset We have talked a lot about this. Many schools, they're doing things even to kids and they're, they're not talking to the parents. They're not letting the parents know. And then the parents are just like, how in the world it's, it's, this is happening with my kids and they, don't have, they have no idea. Yeah. We have talked about a lot of those articles here, too. And there's quite a few cell phone videos that kids will take from the classroom showing yes. some of the things teachers showing are doing on. or teaching that mm -hmm. are, really are reprehensible. Yeah. And so, it's, of course, that's not indicting every single teacher. No, oh, no, so no, nobody's no, saying that up here, so don't right. take off and run right. around and say, every teacher, no, that's not at all our point. Yeah. But the, the curriculum is, in nearly every way, anti-Christian, 
It's directly Teaches opposed to what... Big Bang, evolution, right. the yeah. left and right. Right, and not just in the science classes, and it's right. not just the evolutionary thing. It's, it's just there are so many different philosophies that are out there that are directly opposed to God's word, and that's what's right. being shoved down their throats. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, you know, uh, Bellwether uh, was the one who did these uh, actual statistics, and in their report, they found that 8.7 million kids also made the switch from public schools to private schools, uh, in many cases, Christian schools in particular. Uh -huh. So, I mean, we're not just seeing people go over to the homeschool market. We're seeing them getting out of uh, the secular education system and uh, moving over to other Yeah, education. which is very good. Yeah. So. No, very, very I know good. a lot of times the pushback is, well, then they're not going to learn anything. Well, actually, what has been consistently shown is that homeschoolers perform better than mm -hmm. private school and public school, but private school performs better than public right. school. As and far a lot as of Christian testing, schools are, are, are very high. It just depends on yep. which Christian and school you're And we have one, one here too, yeah, right? Oh, the 12 yeah, Stones. Yeah, 12 Stones Christian Academy. You <laughs> yeah. know, the kids, you know, they, they take the regular Iowa testing and our, our kids are just uh, oh my on goodness. average what, oh well my above goodness. Uh, everyone else. They're really else. good. They're really good. I went there because some of us, we go to the school to talk there and also to teach some classes. And it's just an amazing experience, mm -hmm. you know, like those kids are having contact with a lot of the PhD uh, uh, right, and these kids, they, I don't think they realize what kind of a blessing it is. You know, they have a Ph.D. geologist and paleontologist and right. geneticist and astronomer and big brain, like coming in Bodie to talk and, to them. And, and Tim, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they bring us from time to time as well. But, uh, that, I it, thought that's what you were going to say, is they, they don't know what a blessing is that they have us. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> no, obviously, tongue-in-cheek. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about... You're talking you know, about... The, yes, right. <laughs> All right, so this next one uh, comes from UPI. A dinosaur-killing asteroid set the stage for the evolution of modern snakes. And look at that image. Look what they, they got that snake going through the oh my dinosaur goodness. skull. Yeah. They... <laughs> my wife just passed out at home. <laughs> I didn't warn her. <laughs> oh, my. So yeah, so we've talked about snakes, spiders, and mice today, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Got it all in there. Yeah, so this one, it's interesting because it talks about, you know, the, the Chicxulub crater, you know, yep, that, that they say is the, yeah. yeah, so they say that this is what wiped out the dinosaurs, this asteroid that, that struck the Yucatan Peninsula, and um, some other creatures survived. So in this case, they're talking about shortly after that, you see a, a huge number mm -hmm. of, uh, of diversity among snakes and also among mammals. And for a lot of creationists, that's where they put the flood boundary, is right when that event occurred, or about the time that that event occurred. So that would mean that right after the flood, the animals get off the ark, and what would you expect? to see as they start to spread around the globe, you see a lot of diversity, a lot of what we call speciation, which by the way, the opposite of evolution. People mm -hmm. say, oh, is that evolution? No, because it's the opposite. You're taking um, a creature with a lot of genetic uh, variability and when it is speciating, it is losing, right, losing. genetic information uh -huh. along the way. Evolution requires gain of information each step of the way. Yes. And so it's the opposite of that. And it's all we ever observe. So. Yeah, it's interesting they say in here, you know, it's remarkable because not only are they surviving an extinction that wipes out so many other animals, but within a few million years, they're innovating. See, they automatically throw the millions of years in there. I don't know mm -hmm. if, you, if you notice this sort of thing. You know, catastrophes lay down rock layers quickly. And what it is, they don't understand that, uh, you know, when it comes to things like the flood and, and, and even post-flood times, we get some rapid rock layers happening quickly. And uh, yet they automatically assume these rock layers go down slowly yeah. and gradually over millions of years. I was talking about that today. I was speaking. Who was here when I was speaking? Please, everybody, raise your hand. 
Um, For those at TV, there there are several are people at home. Yes, there are several thousands, people raised their hands. Thousands of people. <laughs> Look at them. They're loving her. They're thousands, like, yeah. millions of people. <laughs> um, and well, if was, they can turn ten years into millions of years. Right? Turn, yeah. Why not? Um, so I was talking about that too. That even like when you see see those layers, it's impossible. You know, because they're just like like pancakes, one on top of the other, and you just believe that two, five, ten million in between them, and nothing. Uh, happen between those things? For no the erosion be, for millions no erosion, of years? No erosion, nothing. Yeah, that's, no rain yeah. or anything in a place. No, that's almost a miracle. The, the dumb luck, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a miracle, so, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, we, we see this sort of thing. We expect to see diversification. I mean, we expect to see diversification even before the flood, but the flood is like a snapshot. It's like, it's like a camera shot of something that happened back during the flood. Uh, and then, you know, we've seen catastrophe since that time where we see snapshots there as well. So, uh, uh, you know. Well, one of, a good example would be Mount St. Helens. Mm-hmm. And I right. was just out there. So we pointed to that a lot because we see uh, rapid canyon yeah. formation. You see rock layers that are forming and those things. All of that from mud flows and things right. like that. Oh, right. That happened in the afternoon. Yeah. I, well, I just got to do that last month. I got to hike down into the Little Grand Canyon and mm-hmm. see those things for myself. I and talked about that, too, when I was speaking. Someone about homeschooling, someone wrote here, my son has, has come alive since homeschooling. We love it. So that's really cool. Absolutely wonderful. Well, you know, it's neat uh, uh, there's a, a set of videos. I've just got four of them, but I think there's about 12 all total called Awesome Science. These are great for kids. They're great for teenagers. Uh, it's uh, hosted by Noah Justice, a young man here, and he goes to some of these places. This was Mount uh, St. Helens, Yellowstone, the Grand Canyon, uh, Meteor Crater, and so forth. These are absolutely amazing things. They're great for homeschool. They're great for uh, Christian schools. They're great just for kids to learn from. Now, we also have the entire set here um, or you can buy those, uh, uh, just buy the whole set together if you want to. This but, kid travels yeah. more than I do. Oh, he really does. He gets out there. You know, I'm like, oh, man, he's been to all That's these really places. Cool. It's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to encourage you guys to consider those uh, as well. All right, let's move on to the next one here. This comes from phys.org. Prehistoric primates had a sweet tooth. Researchers discover cavities in 54 million-year-old fossils. There it is again. Million. Million years. Oh, come on. And, and we see it time and again. They, they do some pretty good research as mm-hmm. far as discovering this, these, these fossils, Using discovering the cavities. Right. Yeah, they're do, all of that. And then it's like, how do we attach the story? How do we squeeze the yeah. evolutionary millions of years? Now, everything? is there such thing as prehistoric? No, from, in from the a biblical God world. The heaven, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, there's not at all. Everything is history. So, uh, you know, we find this little creature. And I, I know we don't have a slide of it, but I'm going to hold it up so you guys can see it. But they said this creature is about the size of a raccoon and it looks like a rodent but they call it a primate, mm-hmm. okay? So keep that in mind, too, uh, you know, where they go with that. But they said they were able to identify 77 cavities. Oh, my goodness, poor thing. Poor thing. Just in one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, you, he you needed, got that. He needed a dentist pretty badly. <laughs> he sure did. Yeah. Do you think he had a primary doctor? <laughs> oh, come on. That was a good one. Gordon. That was a good one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you see things like this. Obviously, it had, you know, like, a fruit-rich diet, you know, so I had a lot of the sweet. So that, that's the thing that we uh, need to be like careful that. always when we're reading some things like that. See that they're applying the worldview right here and trying to differentiate the, the fact from the evidence, from the interpretation. And see, it's really good research, but they just throw millions of years and all those assumptions that, you know... Um, yeah. You got to separate the fact help. from the fiction. Right, and yeah. so many people mm-hmm. don't do that. They just think everything they just read is fact. And it's like, no, right. here's what they found, and right. here's their interpretation of that find. Yes, right. yes. All right, let's uh, try to hit one more here. Uh, Church in Wales, this comes from the Christian Post, 
a church in Wales to allow pastors to bless same-sex marriages won't conduct gay weddings. Ah, boy, that's a headline, isn't it? All right, so this is over in England and uh, Wales in that particular area, part of the United Kingdom. You know, you get the four, four nations in, in one so here. So Wales, not technically England, right? Technically not England, okay. but part of the United Kingdom. Just in case we, have, right, we do have, actually, the first right person here said so they're from the UK, they, so I didn't want to offend true. them. That's so. I don't, I don't, yeah, true, I've been to both, actually, spoken <laughs> to both. But, um, yeah, so it's over in that particular area. A lot of Americans are like, where's this place at? What's yeah, everything over there? Really, yeah. Yeah. It's all, yeah, they, they kind of <laughs> lump it together. But United Kingdom, more technically. Um, but yeah, they decided, they actually uh, did votes and put together uh, with their governing body. Um, well, let me read it here. On Monday, the governing body of the church in Wales passed a bill by more than the necessary two-thirds majority following a debate at a three-day conference at the International Convention Center, Wales, and Newport. The bishops approved the bill by a unanimous vote, while the clergy voted 28 to 12 in favor uh, with two that, that abstained. The laity voted 49 to 10 and one abstained. So, I mean... They were totally in agreements to be able to do this sort of thing. Yeah, and it's not surprising in a lot of churches we see going this direction. When you don't stand on the word of God, mm-hmm. then and you chase after what the culture is doing, then this is right. just another step in that direction. I mean, they say they're not going to perform same-sex weddings. Uh, how long? Yeah. Uh, you think it's going to be two yeah. years right. before they vote to do that? And I mean, it's always like that. It's always like cracking the door and then open the door a little bit more, 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 and then you just see yourself in that situation, but it started with a little bit, little right. steps. So let, let's, let's real quickly explain what the issue is here. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what would be a problem with this? Well, what does God's word say on this issue? That That's it's right. sinful. So why That's would right. a church bless activity that is sinful? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's not saying that Christians should hate these people, should mock no, these no, people, no. should ridicule. That's not at all what we're saying. In fact, Christians should love mm-hmm. these people. Christians are commanded to love one another, love your enemy, Love your family, love your neighbor. Did we forget anybody? Mm-hmm. No, I think that covers everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what we're commanded to do. But it doesn't mean that we condone every single activity. And right. especially if the Bible says something is sinful, the church should not be blessing that. Right. You know, when you think about this, uh, you know, this is just a form of pagan immorality. And they're asking the church to bless this pagan immorality. And they may not conduct gay quote-unquote weddings yet, but uh, I mean th- that's just a pagan ritual, and, be, and Christians are getting involved in that. It but. might be awkward if the bishop has to preach from Romans one or First Timothy one or First Corinthians six one of these days oh, in yeah. one of these churches. And, um, and you know what? They would reinterpret it, or they would skip yep. over it, and just ignore what God has to say. Um, I think it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. That's right. And Man's Psalm word is the authority, or God's word is the authority, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it just comes to that. That's right. There is no greater authority than God. What we need to do is get back to God and his word. Um, you know, when it comes to just about every issue, that, that's what it comes down to. You either trust what God has to say, or if you reject God and his word, by default, man is elevated to be that authority. That's the form of humanism. Now, I know we uh, deal with a lot of science and a lot of science topics today. I want to point out a book. A lot of people may not be familiar with it. It's called In Six Days. Now, it's actually not really talking about the in six days. What it is, this is 50 different scientists who believe in six-day creation. And it's powerful to read their testimony. It really is incredible. It's called In Six Days. You mean so every scientist in the world doesn't believe in evolution? I mean, that's, I no, hear that all the time. not at all. No. So they're Thousands real scientists? Them, yeah. Like, they have PhDs in science that don't yes. believe? Yeah, here's one right mm-hmm. here. Right. Yeah, yes. and the reason why is because we study a lot of evolution. So we see a lot of the mistakes mm-hmm. and all the 
the wrong things and errors in, right. the, in their hypothesis. And another thing that's right around the corner, um, Halloween is right around the corner. And, you know, we always have a lot of people ask us about it. We've got talks on that subject. We've got uh, booklets and so forth on it. But a lot of people say, hey, what can I do? Because people are going to come by their door, they're going to knock on it, and they're going to ask for candy, and they're also going to ask to be witnessed to with booklets. <laughs> so we, have, we actually have a number of booklets. I know Christians get these left and right and center. Uh, one of them is a biblical and historical look at Halloween. This is a great witnessing track. You can buy these in bulk. We also have a really good one. You know, Halloween uh, tries to celebrate death. It tries to celebrate suffering. So uh, we have a booklet here. Uh, why does God's creation include death and suffering? I would, I would recommend if you're going to give those out to also wrap them in like a giant Snickers bar because a kid who gets a big one like that, they're going to say, I like the person that gave me that. I'm more yeah, likely yeah. to read that. But there if you, you just give them like a little Tootsie Roll, they're like, eh, they're, yeah. So. But uh, these are great. You can get these in bulk, and a lot of times people have to get those in advance. But uh, that's your news for today. Uh, God bless you all, and I hope you uh, stay safe out there. I know the weather's rough right here, but uh, bless you guys.